Hello, podcast family. It's uh, been quite a while. I didn't even look back to see how long it's been since I recorded a podcast. I uh, I got really overwhelmed with the whole podcast and trying to minister to the homeless. Once a day, I promised the podcast people that I was going to do a new podcast every every day, try and go out and reach the homeless. And with kids and work, I started missing days pretty much right off the bat. And the guilt from the high expectations that I set for myself and just the devil creeping in to say that, uh, well, you missed it this week, start again next week. You know how that is about like going to the gym or doing anything that's good for you. You always want to say, well, I'll start on the beginning of a month or I'll start next week or uh, as soon as I finish up this Netflix movie or series, I'll stop and and that'll be it. I'll be able to fully focus on God and and what he has planned for me. But it just seems like we always make excuses. We always find some way to to always turn back to our flesh and instead of turning to the one who created our flesh. So I started thinking what well, this past weekend I was at church. Over the past month I've had a a bunch of good, good religious, well, I don't like to call them religious. I've had some spirit-led encounters uh, through church and through people that I'm acquainted with. Uh, we had a, a group get together and go out to... Moravian Falls on like I think it was like the 200th anniversary of Moravian Falls something or other where they had like a revival for a hundred years I mean it was very interesting but <clears throat> I just wasn't in the in the mindset of learning the history as much as I was of getting connected with God in the moment. We uh, we ran into another group that was coming off the mountain at the same time we was going up the mountain. And they decided to stick around and uh, hang out with us through our prayer meeting. And so we had band playing and singing and then a, a message by Chance Walters and uh man there was there was a boy there who was delivered. I mean just right there in front of all of all of us while we were singing and praying and people was prophesying and, and I mean it was a powerful, powerful thing. And this boy came down front and they started laying hands on him, and he started just 
weeping and crying. I mean, just, 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 you could tell his spirit was just being just ripped apart. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the kid's background or what, but I mean, you could tell that it was just, just a, a supernatural power that was coming over this boy. And it it wasn't like a a quick thing. I mean, he he laid there on the ground crying and weeping for 20, 30 minutes while everybody else was praying and 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 having stuff go on around him. And then uh I mean, it was like he was being tortured at first. And then my wife walked up and laid her hands on his head and started praying for him. And it was like soon as she touched him, it was a peace that fled over his body. And then he just, I mean, the whole time, he was just smiling and, and giggling. And... I don't know much about the spiritual realm as much as I I should. I know my wife, she she seems to work in it a whole lot more. She she devotes a whole lot of her time to to studying the Bible and praying and really getting a connection. To God and, and what he wants of her and I think that's where I fall short a lot of times is I take and would rather study and get the head knowledge to try and and com- be able to not combat as much as argue my point then then have the spirit give me the answers when I need them but that was a that was a crazy crazy experience seeing my wife be able to lay hands on that boy and deliver him from it, it was like he was he was repenting of his sins and couldn't get out of the rut of of what he had done in the past until until he he uh could let that that spirit of regret or remorse go from him and then as soon as he did it was a, a peace and a calm that, that flooded over him and it was powerful but then uh I mean, there's been quite a few things that's happened in between here and there. But I just know yesterday I was at church and one of the ladies who talks and gives her testimony every once in a while, she took and uh, spoke yesterday. I always love hearing her talk. Her name's Erin Bobbitt. And every time that she talks, I, I just feel like one, she's talking to me but as as me and the wife was talking about yesterday when after we uh yesterday we went 
hiking around lake towns and i'll tell you about that later she about killed me i wasn't ready for as far as she wanted to walk but we talked and she we uh the wife she said aaron is the female version of you because it seems like i always have the same like aaron's of course further along spiritually um connected than i am but at a time when through her testimony when you listen to it i mean it seems like she has the the same questions or the same same uh same i don't know what a good way to put it is but just the same way of looking at things same same things have held her down and kept her back from from ministry like me like um uh, a good example is a lot of times i've had such a rough rocky past through drugs and alcohol and just being just a degenerate human being that when I get around people who have known me in the past, I feel like they look they'll they'll look at me and be like, "Well, why should we listen to him? He was out doing x y z or or whatnot or or man, I sure do want to change my life and and tell my kids how to live right because I've been through all this stuff but They've seen me drunkard and pissed, dadgum laying in the bathtub, throwing up, and and the wife taking care of me because I'm just such a, such a, have these evil spirits holding me down. I mean, it's just, and, and I wonder if when I give my kids or give these people that I run in, run in contact with, advice or anything if if they look at me like why should i listen to you you're you're a mess you why i mean you've messed up so much that we can't we can't listen to you and i mean that's just the devil or a demon or devils or what whatever just doing its best to keep you from, keep me, keep you, keep whoever is listening to this from doing God's will. I don't know how many times I've, I've wanted to say things or do things like I was in church. After we left church, we went to K&W. And I was, I was really, really wanting to, you know, diversify out and start start you know doing the ministry again and whatnot and there was a special needs boy that was sitting there with his family and i kept getting a tug to go up to the family go up to the family and ask when because you could tell that they were dressed in church clothes when's the last time that y'all had the members of your church, the elders, lay hands on this boy 
can pray to cast off any generational curses or devils or anything that that could be spiritually holding this kid back. And then, I mean, I'm sitting here ready to go do it, and then my mind starts replaying, oh, what if I go over there and say this to him and go to lay hands on this boy and I say something like that and then they get offended? Oh, no, no, no. That's... You just said my boy is possessed by devils or or what have you. Who knows? The God could have... Our, our God is powerful. I, I could have went over there and laid hands on that boy and prayed for him. And all his disabilities could have dropped off of him right there. But I was too afraid of what these people was going to think that I will never see again. I could have blessed this child with... With the and all the people in the restaurant with a powerful blessing from God, but I'll never know if, if I mean I worry about that sometimes. A, a lot of times when when you sit here and I was listening to a thing today because I. I was thinking, I was like, well, what What if? What if I laid my hands and said, hey, be healed, stand up, and, and, and whatnot, and he wouldn't have. What What then? Did I Did I take and do this in, in vain, or did I, did I have doubt in my heart? Is, is there a chance that my prayers are not being heard? Is there, is there what's a good reason? Why sometimes you pray for things and you know that it's God's will, or at least you you believe, I believe, that it's God's will. Like when I was trying to pray to start the kids, uh, the, the urban youth summer camp. I mean, I know that that's still God's will. He wants me to have something to do with the urban youth. I just don't know why it fell apart. Why? Why? But back to what I was saying. And then I I heard this message. It was wasn't even about the same thing, but it was talking about the restrainer in the Bible, and how most teachings these days is the restrainer in the Bible is uh, the Holy Spirit. And some teachers even go as far to say that once the restrainer is removed, the Holy Spirit in, in their doctrine, that the people that get saved after that has to perform works to, to get saved. But that's neither here nor there. That's another doctrine that, that, that don't line up with Scripture, in my opinion. But he was talking about who is the restrainer. And he went back to Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 through 13, I believe it was. And it talks about how Daniel had prayed to God. And it was in accordance with what God wanted to give Daniel the the revelation or whatever he was praying about at the time. And 
God instantly sent an angel out to to minister to Daniel about his prayer. But the angel didn't make it there right then. The angel was held up for 120 days fighting with the prince of Persia. Another, I guess it was a fallen angel in the second heaven. So God sends out this angel to take and answer Daniel's prayer. The angel got stopped by a fallen angel or an angel of the opposite side and was fighting with him in the second heaven before he could come to Daniel to answer his prayer. So then you have, after he finally gets to Daniel, he's like, look, I would have been here sooner, but I was fighting with the prince of Persia, and it wasn't until Michael, uh, the archangel, came and helped me that I was able to get away and go to you at this time. And then it goes on to say, what I guess he answered the prayer or whatever, but he said that he was going to go on back to help fight the prince of Persia and then the prince of Greece. Don't quote me exactly on this. I mean, like anything that I ever say to y'all, look it up, research it. Take, and take responsibility for your own salvation. Don't let me lead you into thinking or or believing anything take and do your own research because i'm going to get things wrong and i'll repent when i dig them and let y'all know hey i said this and i and god revealed it to me that i was way off basis but like i said it goes on to say uh in there in the <laughs> I'm not 100% how to word this correctly, but it says that uh, Mike, uh, only I and Michael hold back or whatever, but the, the Hebrew word is restrain. The, the uh, I guess, the, the devils and stuff that's in the second heaven. So that goes on... To, to mean that Michael and the angels is what the restrainer is that's holding holding these evil spirits back from invading and and taking over. So but the point of all that is, golly, I get sidetracked sometimes when I'm talking, is sometimes we pray and it could be in accordance with what God wants. But if Daniel, being one of God's favorite, could the angels sent to deliver the message to him could could be held back by an evil spirit or a fallen angel, whatever you want to call it. If 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 God sending someone to minister to Daniel. And who who's to say that that's not why a lot of our prayers aren't answered immediately? When you're sitting there at church and you're praying over someone and they don't get healed right there on the spot. But then you find out a week or so later, hey, 
old old Charlie here beat cancer. They said he wasn't gonna make it. And you're like, well, that gum, why that why wasn't it revealed to us that he was better when we were praying over him? Maybe maybe it's just because the forces of evil is just holding the, the blessings back just long enough that we second guess ourselves. I mean, it says that we will be blessed because we never got a chance to see Jesus and his mighty works. But we have faith in him anyway. Same. I guess to make a long story short, <laughs> super long story, but over the past few weeks, I've been thinking about what I could do with this podcast. And um, after the church service on Sunday, when I went up to tell Erin how much I really appreciated her lesson, she I, and I said, I just feel so discouraged. I feel like I can't. I don't know what to do for the Lord. And she said, are you still doing the podcast and working with the homeless? Well, she said working with the homeless. She didn't say nothing about the podcast. but And I was like, no. And instantly all the, the thoughts of why I hadn't been doing it, you know, flooded back. Oh, well, you're too busy with the family. You got three kids. You, you, you promised them you'd do it every day, and I just all the excuses. And um, I figured that today I was like, I think a good thing to do with this is to start off slower. Don't promise as much. Um, I would like, I, I know some of the, my favorite episodes that I've done have been with, with testimonies and speaking to other believers. I don't plan on having that be the whole thing, but I thought we could start off with like today being Tuesday, maybe it, and the whole podcast name is Test. Maybe a Testimony Tuesdays, where I take and try and find somebody to give their testimony of where they've come from, what God's done in their life, what their ambitions are, what what uh what we can glean from their mistakes, their trials, their tribulations, and maybe. Maybe we could take and get different people on at the same time to go over know, what's going on in the community on different days. Just keep adding to it instead of instead of me saying, "Hey, this is what I'm gonna do," and then because that that seemed to be the problem last time. I started doing the interviews with the homeless and then it seemed like I was trying to leave out on my lunch break to find homeless people because I didn't want to take and take time away from my family in the afternoon. And I would drive around and drive around and drive around and couldn't never find no one. It was like the the devil had taken people and put them on different blocks. Like I'd be like, oh, 
I see that fella every afternoon. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. And then lunchtime, he'd be gone. Or it um, it just seemed like I could never get in the groove of doing it every day. And it made me discouraged, especially after I got done talking to Jocelyn. And I had that, that deep, begum demonic energy over me and my household when I came back from talking to her. And then Alan came over, and if you haven't heard the the podcast with, when me and Alan talk, I think it's called, I don't know, Aligning Your, your Goals with God with Alan Wilson or, or something like that. That is, that is a great podcast to listen to. But we uh after he came over and talked to me and and the the thickness of the air had left i talked to Jocelyn's mama on the phone and i was like hey i would like to interview you to go over what it's like for a mother to go through this knowing that that their their daughter is unsafe that she's and this is her mother's words filled with devils you know on the wrong side and uh what is it like what is your prayer life like what do you, what how do you feel discouraged you know just all these kind of questions and she wanted to do the interview it was and we never could set up a time to get together to do it. And I I was not I don't want to say banking, but I mean that was I I kept putting off doing other things because I just knew that if I could get Jocelyn's mama to come on and and share her heart, how terrible of a situation it was and I could get that out that that other mothers that's going through it could take and find comfort that that they're not alone that daughters that are going through the drug addictions could know that their mothers love them no matter what and it just consumed me that I, I couldn't ever find the time to get this done and I just gave up on the whole thing altogether for a while and I constantly was sitting here at work and think about picking it back up but like I said before there was always an excuse so I guess what I'm going to try and do is I'm not going to edit these things. I'm just going to talk and interview people. I love hearing people's testimonies and where people come from. But some sometimes I'm going to get on here and hopefully have different revelations from God while I'm reading scripture and just put snippets up. Um, next time I 
tell you about a Bible scripture like the Daniel 10, 12 through 13, I believe it was. I'll actually have the scriptures in front of me, uh, but I, I didn't really know where this podcast was going when I started or I would have been a little bit more prepared, but not a lot more because that's just not me. I, uh, I fly by the seat of my pants a whole lot and, uh, sometimes it's a blessing to, to not worry myself so much, but a lot of times I would do wish I was more organized and more to the point. I just, uh, I just want to have a heart that cares for others, that weeps for the, for the lost. I want to, I want to love enough that, that I have no fear of, of what needs to be said or are done in God's name, Jesus' name. There's a, that's another thing Aaron brought up this past weekend. A lot of times we try and play it safe around people and say, God, yeah, God, God did this for me or God did that for me. Or, and we don't realize that we're playing it safe when we do that. Because I could be talking to my buddy Tony and talk about God doing this and God doing that. And him being from Cambodia, they've got totally different gods than me. But when I say God, they just equate it to God, you know? If I'm talking to a Muslim and I'm like, yeah, God really, really came through on this business meeting or whatever... They'll do a hundred percent agree with you, even though we have two separate gods. So she brought up the fact that there's power in the name of Jesus, and a lot of times we we don't even realize the fact that we don't use His name. We don't when we're like, "Thank you, thank you, God, thank you." I mean, it's just. There's power in that name, and you you can you can see things happen when you use the name of Jesus. A lot of people, I know, um, there's controversy over is Jesus his name, or is uh, or should we use his Hebrew name like Yeshua? Or, uh, how else did I say? Um, Yahushua and I don't know that that gets me gets me in a in a in a place that I just a lot of times I just don't know about answers like that like when I'm sitting here and my baby's sick and I'm praying as hard as I can pray for my baby to get better I'm throwing out all the stops. I'm praying to Father God. I'm praying to Abba Father. I'm praying to Jesus. I'm saying Yeshua. I'm saying any any way that I can make my petition heard. But 
on the other hand, if if I go up to my baby and his name's Timmy and I call him Bear, which is his nickname. We've always called him Bear. If I'm like, Bear, get over here. Bear knows I'm talking to him. If if my my sister, whose name's Crystal, if my 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 son takes and says Aunt KK, that's not her name, but she instantly knows that we are that he's talking to her. Just because we've been raised calling Jesus by a different name than his birth name. He is the one that died on the cross. He is the Son of God, God in the flesh. He died for the sins of the whole world. It was recorded in the Old Testament exactly how he would come, how he would live, and how he would die for all of our sins to give us a way back to to Father God. And there's no mistaking when you call Jesus and you have that mindset of that's the person you're talking about, the one who died for your sins. He knows that you're talking to him. And the more I the more I think and reflect on that, the the more I it it has to be true. It has to be because what a, there, there's no way to know what names and how to say them correctly when you're in foreign countries or when you're in some Alabama church where there's no person who has a, a Hebrew version of the Bible, whether they, I mean... Of course, these days we do have strong concordances on our Bibles, blue-letter Bibles and stuff like that. But for generations and generations, we've had people learning the King James Bible and learning the Savior of the world's name as Jesus. There's no way that we can say that devils haven't been cast out through the name of Jesus. There's no way that we can say that when you're sitting there on your knees begging for your sins to be taken away, washed away, for the blood of Christ to fill you and for your life to never be the same again, and you're calling on the name of Jesus, him sitting up there going, nope, call me by the wrong name. I don't know. But... I'm hoping through everything that that my life will be pleasing to him. That when I get to heaven, he's like, you know what? You were a good and faithful servant. You did mess up here and and here, but you you went above and beyond to to give to to the needy. You you took and always 
bent over backwards for anyone who needed help. You sure did have a rough start, but like I said, as soon as you repent of those sins, I threw them as far as the east is from the west. They're gone. Don't let the devil take and hold you down. Don't let the devil make you feel like you're not good enough, that, that there's someone else is better suited for the job, that there's that as soon as you get your life on track, you can tell someone else how to get their life on track. We're all a mess. We're always going to be a mess. The only way that we can take and not mess up is to constantly repent, not of the same sins. Once we've repented of a sin, it's gone. But be in constant repentance of new sins. Study God's Word. Find out what God wants you to do. Find out how God wants you to live. I mean, He lays it out. When we say here and we look that God gave Moses the commandments on tablets of stone, says that happened on Pentecost. And then the Holy Spirit came down to write those commandments on our hearts. They say that the commandments were on stone. And that was exactly how we were supposed to live. That was God's way. And then Jesus came and showed us how to, to live that way. He was our perfect example. He fulfilled the law. He, he did it perfectly. He was sinless. He showed us not to add to like the Pharisees did. And not to take from like the, the heathen did. He said, this is the way to live. And then the Holy Spirit was given to us to remind us of how Christ walked. So, we just, we have to submit. And it's, it's easier for us to say it. Like when I'm sitting here and I'm talking right here. Man, I feel on fire. I feel like like I'm doing God's will and whatnot. But normally, I'd get done with this, and I'd go downstairs, and I'd sit on my computer and watch YouTube or Netflix or something. I'm tired of this routine. I'm tired of, of the constant lukewarmness where you feel like, Oh, I'm on top of the world with God. But I got to go back in here and finish up this episode. We were sitting there. Like I said, we took and went for that walk this past yesterday. And I told Judy while we was walking, I said, Man, it sure does feel good to be out here walking. I mean, it was a long walk. Don't get me wrong. She about killed me. But I was like, honey, I, I get in, I was like, I get in this daggum, this, this never-ending loop where I just feel like I need to rest because I got work tomorrow. Or I need to rest, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's an excuse for everything. And my biggest thing is just I, I love daggum sitting down and going brain dead watching TV, it, whether it's YouTube, Netflix, whatever. 
I said, I just constantly feel like I'm missing something when I'm not watching TV. And I said, but thank you for taking me out here walking. I mean, I feel so much better not being stuck sitting watching TV. And I know that that's the case. I know it every time, but I just get stuck in this rut of wanting to sit around and just go brain dead on TV. And then as soon as we got done with our walk, I came home, I sat down in that chair and turned on the TV. And the wife walked up and she said, Honey, don't you want to get up and watch the baby jump on the trampoline? Whatever she said. I can't remember what it was she said. But instantly, that that, that spirit, whatever it is, that holds me to that gum, that box, whatever it was, made me just... I didn't get ill at her out loud or anything. But I could feel it inside of me like, what do you mean? I just walked six miles with you. Why can't I sit here and enjoy my TV? And she had to go, oh, she went to go get me ice cream. Because she was so happy at the fact that I went walking with her. And I was sitting there while she was gone, and I was like, I just got done talking to her about how I feel trapped by Satan, by by the the my flesh, by the the woes of the world where I just have to be stuck in some sort of entertainment at all times. Even even now, if this was a prayer, I would be done with it already. But since it's entertaining talking to to this phone I'm doing it I mean it's always something like my dopamines are out of balance and I need something to to keep me going but I was sitting there and I was like I can't believe that I poured my like the last two miles I was talking to God the whole time like God baptize me in the Holy Spirit you know give me the baptism of fire God I need I just want you I don't want nothing else God just taking take any kind of distractions away from me you know just putting it all out there God just just help me to that gonna be what you want me to be I just don't want to be me anymore take my free will if you have to but God just put me on your path and your path alone And then as soon as I get home, I get on that couch, and then I feel some kind of way when she says, Hey, honey, didn't you want me to help you to not sit on your butt? I didn't say nothing to her, but I think she could tell, and I know I could tell, that it rubbed me the wrong way, her telling me to get off of that TV. And that's when I knew that that... I look at that TV and those entertainment things, cell phones and stuff like that, as a god. A lot of times we we want to trick ourselves and tell ourselves that that we don't worship Baal or whatever 
Moab or whatever, but we have made gods all over the place. My God is definitely my my main God is is I guess myself. Like I'm making sure that I'm happy. And then probably TV or or entertainment period. I don't know how to put it, but and that needs to stop. If we want to truly, truly be one with the Father, we have got to shut everything else out. There shouldn't be times that you want to sit around and watch TV. I mean, I get, I get, I'm just be honest. Sometimes I just want the wife to sit around and watch TV with me. But she's outside reading on her Bible. I'm wanting to sit here and talk to her about nonsense, but she's sitting there reading a the Bible, reading a devotional. She's out on the front porch in nature, candles lit, reading the Bible. And it daggum inside of me is like, here she goes again. I gotta I gotta feed the baby like it's an inconvenience. Like I'm not already making food for me to eat. It's like, but it's it's just the fact that whatever whatever's holding me to that entertainment is trying to reach out and drag her away from her spiritual connection because it knows that that she is making me stronger. By keeping me away from the distractions of the world. So, I don't know what what my best course of action is. Get rid of every TV in the house. Cut off the internet. I don't know. All I do know is every time I think about something like that, I'm like, well, how am I going to listen to my 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 Bible study stuff and I'm about to the point where I'm like you know what I need to take time to not watch anything Bible related or or world related any of it and just spend time with the Father to to get clean and purged of this just like just like when I was an alcoholic and I quit drinking. I mean, there wasn't no way at first I could be in a bar. There ain't no way at first I could hang out with all my buddies drinking. But now I can go around anywhere and not have to worry about it. I mean, we could go to a winery and it, it wouldn't bother me now because I've, I've been delivered from that. But I, I feel like... I can't get delivered from this entertainment bug because there's so many times that I'm sitting with plenty to do, but I, I I feel like it's the best way to kill time. And I make excuses like, oh, well, if I read the Bible, it's just going to put me to sleep. I can't be asleep at work. Or I can't, I, if I need I need to do this or need to do that. I'll just kill a couple minutes watching this YouTube video about this or that. And so, 
Well, this is coming up on almost an hour of me just rambling to y'all. I don't even know if anyone's going to listen to this, but the main thing about this this thing is, I guess I'm going to start the podcast back up. I'm going to start recording my thoughts a little bit more and uh, try and do like a testimony Tuesday or or something like that to where we get more podcasts up. But the main thing is I'm just going to keep you updated on my journey. Uh, on trying to be a, a better Christian. Um, we have... We've uh, been doing the biblical feasts and keeping the dietary commands and keeping the Sabbath days and stuff of God for the past, I don't know, four years or so. And we're just now getting in the groove of, you know, oh, we really need to do this and... We really need to make sure we're doing it right. But we still are lacking in certain areas. But pray for me. Pray for me and my family. I need prayer just as much as the next person. Even more in some instances. But I I want Jesus to be the center of my life to be the center of my family's life. And I want to be able to go to other people and show them the love of Jesus without the greasy grace paganism that that you get a lot of times. So once saved, always saved. Where um, I'm saved so I can do whatever I want to. I, I want people to realize the freedom that does come when you walk in obedience. And um, I'm constantly trying to take more and more steps in the direction because I want to walk as Jesus walked. I know I'll never be perfect like Jesus, but I, I know that he gave us a blueprint through his life and through God's word of what we need to do. And the closer we walk to the way that Jesus walked, the more our light will shine into the world. So I love all y'all, and uh, I hope that this, you know, goes to the right person and it it makes sense because we're sitting here just talking. It don't seem to make too much sense to me. But love y'all and be safe.